If you listen to the previous episode, Denise Donahue and I are talking about the DFW area, what's happening in real estate, how many people are moving here, and what to expect if you're thinking about buying or selling. If you didn't check out that episode, there's a link below to take you back so you can hear all that great information. In this episode, we're gonna dig even deeper on what's happening in the real estate market. Hey everyone, if we haven't met yet, I'm Troy Sage, local realtor, and I'm dedicated to doing real estate differently, and I am your host of Real Estate Talk. In this episode, we are going to dig deep into loan regulations, different types of loans, and if you're not a U.S. citizen, you can still buy a home here in the North Dallas, Texas area. So grab a cup of coffee and check out this episode with me, Denise Donahue, The Mortgage Nerd. Check it out. And now I need to ask you the question. Um, so you know that my wife is Brazilian and we have a lot of Brazilian friends. Believe it or not, there's over 30,000 registered Brazilians in Frisco alone. Oh my gosh. So over 10% of the population in Frisco. I did not know Our that. Brazilian families are registered yeah. Brazilians. What can we say to our Brazilian friends and family what what kind of programs might you have for them? Obviously, we're going to have them call you, but yeah. what, what's available for, for those people? So if you're a permanent resident or if you have a green card or um, if you have an employer authorization card, as long as it's current and it doesn't expire in the next 12 months, we can do a plain Jane mortgage for you. Piece of cake. Um, there's other instances where maybe there's not enough credit history. So it's not necessarily the status, but there's not enough credit history yet established. Um, sometimes, I would say less than 10% of the time, we have to dip into that exotic bucket and look at programs in that standpoint. And really the only difference between the two is there's a larger down payment that's required because maybe the credit history is skinny. Um, but as long as you're, the easiest way to describe it, as long as you're legally allowed to be here, we can yep. write a loan for you. It's just a matter of which bucket are we going to look at. And if we can do plain Jane, then usually it's a very small down payment, like 5%. Um, but if there's things like credit or if the, if your employment authorization card expires in 12 months, then that's when we dip into this bucket here, which typically would require 20% down. So that's great news. I mean, that if, as long as you're here and uh, you have paperwork yep. and you've got income, Yep. there is a program. And I think t so many people um, that I've spoken with in the past year at least are like, I'd, lo I'd love to buy a home. I mean, as Americans, we don't realize the American dream, how we've been spoiled with it. We've had this availability to buy homes, to be entrepreneurs, to do so many things. And when you, when you meet people that their big dream in their life, one of their biggest bucket list things is to own a home. There's a friendship and an emotion that, that takes place when we find that home that they can afford and the loan program is placed and they get their keys. It is bigger than winning the lottery because yeah. they have now accomplished something that so many people have not been able to do. And we have an avenue to do that. Absolutely. And I think my, my biggest frustration is that oftentimes we will go to the bank that maybe our checking and savings accounts are at and this group, will be told that they don't qualify because they don't, again, meet the certain, it's not even sometimes just the plain Jane type of mortgages. It's the fact that that big box banks, if you will, adds additional rules to the rules. 
and the rules are set by Fannie and Freddie. They're the ones that set the rules for all banks, but some will add additional rules to the rules because if we need any more, but it's very common for them to go to the bank that they do their checking and savings with and they may have been told no because maybe they haven't been here for five years. There's some magical rule that they say you have to be here for five years and it's just, it's not a real rule. So, well, and that, that's good to know because it's almost like having, and this is probably going to be a really bad example, but it's <laughs> like having state rules that we live by and then you're in an HOA and the HOA says, but our area is a little bit different. Uh, and that's what the banks do yeah. because that's their requirements, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. And you're correct. People will go into their big bank and say, hey, I want a credit card or I want a loan. And they're hearing uh, on YouTube or on the Internet right. or in the news, hey, you can get a loan. They walk into the bank and they say, uh, we're sorry, you don't qualify. And the reality is, is because they have their own safety net. They have their own right. rules for that institution. Right. And imagine if they said, oh, you don't qualify because you haven't been here for five years. Well, now that person is left with the knowledge of, well, crap, I've got to wait four more years before I could become a homeowner. And it's sad to me because, you know, you're at the bank that they, they tell you these are the rules. So you just think that that's the rules for every lender, right? But the truth is, is that that might not be the case. And now you're going to wait another four years and home prices are going to go up. Yep. And, you know, and so it just, it really does matter who you're talking to. It's not a sales pitch for me for any, by any means, but that's why a real estate agent like Troy, you know, I use the analogy of a client might buy a home every like eight to 10 years. So it's kind of like if you go to a co local coffee shop once, every eight to 10 years and you get bad coffee once, you don't really know if that was just an off day or if that, that restaurant has just horrible coffee. But a real estate agent helps people buy, buy and sell homes every single day, every single month. So they're getting that cup of coffee from the same restaurant every single day, every single month. You can sniff out, okay, this, this restaurant, they're just horrible at their coffee. They burn the coffee, whatever the case is. Your real estate agent vets out the lending partners and they know, okay, I use Denise not because I pay you money. It's illegal to pay a money because you want to help as many people achieve the American dream of home ownership. And there are just some companies or lenders that can't offer all the programs to help fulfill your dream and your client's dreams. And, and I appreciate you touching on that because that was a topic that came up uh, in a conversation with a client today. When I said, hey, I'd like you to reach out to this lender that I know. And the first thing the person was, how much money do you make? Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a misconception. Um, in all my years of doing this, I've never asked a lender to pay for anything. I've never asked a lender for money. And there are RESPA violations yeah. that I can't. Yeah. And I don't want to. That's never yeah. been my thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think the reason why we're here today and the reason why we work well together is our business is based on relationships. If we can help people, we're going to help them. If we can't, we're going to guide them down a path to be able to help them. The money, I always tell people this all the time, in real estate, the money will come. Right. People over a paycheck. If you take care of people, the paycheck will come. But yeah, if you're watching this right now, pull up Google and type in RESPA. R-E-S-P-A. It is actually a legal law. I will get fined, thrown in jail, lose my license, lose the way I pay my mortgage myself if I 
pay any real estate agent for referrals. And if that happens, neither of our families are going to be happy. If you're yeah. in jail or I'm in jail, yeah. it's not it's going to be not, cool. It's not good. I'm not going to, I can't even like give you a free, it literally says anything of value. So that's, that's why it's so important for me to share the message of if your realtor is pushing for a certain partner, let's say it's a inspector or a lender or whomever, it's not because they get paid. It's because you've had the coffee enough times to know if it's a restaurant that serves good coffee or not. And if you only buy a house every, you know, once every eight to 10 years, you're, you're just not going to visit the shop enough to know. Yeah, for sure. And they always have a choice as a buyer or a seller. And we're mainly talking about buyers and, and lending to change. Right. Right. And, and this has happened to you. I know it's yeah. happened to me. We open escrow with a buyer and I get a phone call five days later and the buyer says, Hey, I changed lenders. And I'm like, well, why? Yeah. And, and then, and then my stress level goes from, you know, one to 15 in about 10 seconds Yeah. because I want to make sure that that lender is going to provide the service the people I know or the coffee I know is good is going to provide. Right. So uh, that just made me think of something. And I, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Estate Talk. And remember, this is part of a five-episode series where Denise Donahue, the mortgage nerd, and I sat down spent a couple hours and just openly unscripted talk about the real estate market here in the Dallas, Texas area. If you missed an episode or just want to revisit an episode, check the descriptions for the links. If you have questions for me or Denise, check the description. There are links so that you can reach us directly or you can always leave a comment. And if you found this information helpful, click subscribe and the bell so you're alerted every time I upload another video. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day.